Capcom hit us with their Street Fighter V Summer Update and showcased Oro, Akira, and their brand new character, Luke. We discuss how strong Oro and Akira look and how they'll play, and then talk about the mysteries currently surrounding Luke, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and John is drinking out of his coffee mug right as I do my intro. John, how are you doing? Was that inappropriate? So I'm sorry, did I, did no, I step no. on your intro by drinking my coffee mug? <laughs> I'm just pointing that out because I can see you, man. You're back, and it's like, and if people are watching on YouTube, they can see you. If we don't cut this part from YouTube, it might be up on YouTube. It might not. It I'm might not sure. Be. I don't know either. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I was. Um, I missed last week. We did post a little, uh, we, we posted the Mike Ross interview that we did back in 2018 in YouTube form, uh, just, you know, with a graphic. But for people that missed that, be sure to check that out. Mike, uh, one of the biggest names in the FGC for at least a little while there, one of the most beloved, uh, entertaining, charismatic people. And he was nice enough to come on and do an interview with us. And so, uh, again, back from 2018, which is, that was three years ago. Can you believe how old we are? But it's a good interview. It's it's he talks about esports and his playing Guilty Gear and stuff like that and what he'd been up to at the time. So a nice little listen. Check that out if you haven't seen it already. Um, we didn't send it to the front page; just went up on YouTube. So there wasn't a whole lot of uh, messaging about that. But yeah, I was uh, I was out last week because I was in Hawaii, uh, which I I know I've worn this shirt before uh, on the podcast. This was the Hawaii shirt that I got on the way there. I had another one on just a second ago, one that I got uh, while I was there. But as we did our test for the uh, for the you know the green screen and everything, I realized it had green leaves on it, which <laughs> you don't think about these things. But I'm really glad we did a test yeah. today, because otherwise there'd be little bits and pieces of uh, stages and stuff behind me um, coming through my uh, my shirt. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, had I have a... a bunch of green shirts, and I'm like, well, can't ever wear these <laughs> on the show. So unless we want to get a blue wardrobe, but yeah, yeah it's um, uh, but we're, we're gonna get there, guys. We're, 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 every every week we we sit there and we tinker with our the visuals on the show, trying to get them dialed in a little bit more, so that mm-hmm. you guys don't have to look at these horrible outlines uh, around our our you know faces and stuff like that. We're we're trying to get there, uh, but we're a uh, we're a low budget operation, shockingly enough, um, and uh, I'm we're cutting all that part so, out of YouTube, though. I'm not yeah. talking smack about our operations here. Uh, yeah. So we've, well, we tried. Yeah, we've got a buttload of stuff to get to today. No rage quitters. Uh, well, because I wasn't playing a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's fine. Someone did rage quit on Steven, and he didn't catch their name. So that, that damn Ken player, wherever you are, if you're watching this, you know who you are. Uh, you suck. But uh, no rage mm. quitters for me, and I, and I don't think any for you either. So we'll skip that for this week. But there was a ton of Street Fighter V news. It all dropped yesterday, as we knew it would, the summer update, which those have been awesome. We've spoken about those before on this podcast. And the messaging, the communication, the presentation, all of that was really nice and and a really good upgrade from where Street Fighter was not too long ago. We learned about... A year ago is when they started doing this, by the way. It's like, and they shouted that out. And I'm like, oh, man, so much has changed in a year on how how well Capcom does this stuff. I So as you were giving, I just wanted to back that up because we've given them a lot of crap on this show, deservedly so. We want to also give credit where it's due. That was a really nice production for the most part. So Yes. Uh, and so one of the, uh, well, we knew a year ago that we would be getting five characters in season five and they showed four of those characters and two of them were showcased yesterday in Oro and Akira. 
What, what did we say we were going to say? Akira, is that right? Not Akira? Akira, yeah, Akira, yeah. <laughs> Watch we're, we're, we're struggling over the episode yeah. long, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're just struggling over the pronunciation of this stuff. If anyone knows exactly how it's pronounced and really knows and, you know, didn't hear from Tim, you know, their friend down the street on how it is, let us know in the comments down below. Please comment on, on how, if we're doing it correctly. Yes, but, uh, yeah. but also the, uh, the fifth character was not revealed. They first talked about him in August of last year, it's been a whole year, and they revealed who it was, a brand new character who has never been in Street Fighter before, Luke. Was that, is that how it's said, Luke? <laughs> Definitely <No>. Luke, yeah. <laughs> Luke, we got Luke, who is uh, the brand new fighter. He is, uh, he's turning heads, and there, there's, there's some little bits of trepidation about him, but for the most part, I think people are really excited and, and energized by him, not only by his his design, his visuals, that's where people kind of were like, ah, I could take it or leave it. But the way he seems to play and then his connection to the bigger Street Fighter story and some implications for Street Fighter Six. there's a lot to unpack here. There's a ton of speculation going around about his identity, if we've seen him before, the role that he's going to play in this weird time-changing story that we know is beginning to be uh, set up here at the end of 5. So, uh, yeah, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to take your first early reactions. What did you think when you saw Luke? He has a Popeye forearms. And so I really want him to like eat spinach at some point because that's going to be great. But it that's actually looks like one of his... Is he eats some spinach. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, one of his V triggers, his forearms actually light up with fire. So he's got a little bit of a kin thing going on. Um, but like right off the bat, like I'm like, this is cool. Like MMA is really big right now. He looks so MMA. He looks like just like they took him right out, like, you know, combined like the eight parts of MMA fighters and you've got Luke. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, but that's perfect because um, wrestling was so big back in the 90s. And that's why we got Zangief. You know, they're like, let's make a Russian wrestler and all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, boxing, Mike Tyson, uh, Balrog, all that kind of stuff. Like you want to take what people are knowing in pop culture and put that into your games because they're going to feel connection to it. And if that's going to be your lead character, which it kind of sounds like it's going to be our new protagonist, that kind of fits to me. You know, so I'm I'm excited. I, I A lot of people, when we've talked about the future of Street Fighter, they're like, let's go in some new directions now. Let's not just have Ryu battling the Dark Hado like for the billionth time. Right. Let's do some new stuff. Looks like we're getting some new stuff, so mm -hmm. I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, as they were setting him up, director Nakayama said, Street Fighter V has been uh, developed to pay homage to the past, but Luke will give us a glimpse of the future. He also said that Luke will be expanding the world of Street Fighter, specifically not Street Fighter V, just Street Fighter in general. And then um, uh, Matsumoto said, we feel strongly that Luke will be a great addition to the game and that he has a bright future in the world of Street Fighter. So if you're talking about the very last character coming into the game, this is not going to just be some bookend where it's like, oh, there he is, and then he's gone. I think that this is a huge jump into whatever they're going to do with Street Fighter Six. And while we know that Street Fighter III... Uh, and, and John, just before you move on, I, I want to really highlight that. The, uh, these statements from the developers that are pre-recorded and stuff like that, these are not off-the-cuff statements. Mm -hmm. We kind of got used to some off-the-cuff stuff with past FGC developers and other things where they may have said things that are kind of like, you know, they're not meant to be taken as like a... But in the press release, exactly what you just said is also in the press release too. And it's like, it's in their messaging. It's very clear that Luke, or Luke is going to be a huge part of um, of Street Fighter's future. And, you know, apparently the current part too. I, I'm, I'm guessing that his story mode or whatever is going to 
segue really strongly into whatever comes next. Yes, and we've been hearing already a lot of uh, talk about him being the potential protagonist of Street Fighter VI in some way. Like, and you know, Street Fighter has done this before. We usually see Ryu as the main character, and stuff is centered around him. Fair enough. But in Street Fighter Three, they took a total left turn and made Alex the main protagonist of the game. Uh, I mean not the greatest character but a very beloved character and that worked out eh, just fine maybe i don't know they had to bring in more characters after that but that's that's a sort of a different story the point is they've done other protagonists and they've brought in brand new characters to be that protagonist before so it would make enough sense and hey's man capcom loves their blonde haired blue-eyed characters don't they like yeah every yeah, other yeah. one uh, especially in this game but yeah it, i wanted to go back to alex actually on that because uh, um, if you look at the artwork for new generation that's the first street fighter 3 you're going to see alex featured a ton in there and then capcom kind of realized that like alex was popular but like they should really be showcasing ryu i think a bit more and so as the games went on like they did that but we'll be showing this artwork here behind us and you'll be able to see like how much like alex was kind of featured initially it was a big deal and and so as you're saying with luke uh we we assume that that's going to be you know the same case and stuff like that but again it's you know, We've kind of been there and done that with Ryu's story. Like, expand it, do something with it, go back and revisit the stuff, time travel, all that. But something new, and if you do it really well, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it, it's like, it goes to the Mortal Kombat movie. You know, I liked uh, Cole Young in that one. I know, you know, people were mixed on it, but it was something new. And if they add him into a future Mortal Kombat game, like, you know, he's a character I'd look at. Like, I liked his character in there. I thought they did a good job with him. Uh, so I'm not opposed to something new mixed in with the old. Also right? an MMA fighter, by the way, so. There you go. Um, I, I mean, I have anything for MMA. Apparently I do. You should start <laughs> watching it. I don't know if you watch it. I, I, yeah, I, I like Street Fighter instead. I, I uh, when people actually really get hurt, it kind of bothers me. So, but like punching a kin player in the face and then having a rage kit does not bother me at all. That's perfectly <laughs> acceptable. So. so there's a lot of talk about the story, and like you said, the the uh, the directors, the developers that have been showcasing and and doing these summer updates have talked a lot about story. Um, not only with uh, the season five, but how things are going to expand uh, moving forward, and and how they're really setting things up and caring about the the movie that they make which is a little bit different i dare say than how street fighter has been done in the past they've certainly created stories they've, they've created really interesting ones but they really haven't tethered themselves to being consistent and that's part of that is just because of the way fighting games are with all these different characters you yeah. make different endings and stuff like that and which ones can and which ones not blanca has 10 different backstories those kind of things but it seems that they're doing away with that and they're getting a little bit closer to here's the cut and dry canon and we're going to pay special attention to making things work and with the development of season five, uh, we first one one of our giant bombshells from the beginning was the fact that Rose has this huge like Mortal Kombat nine redevelopment of the plot from a uh, from what seems to be Street Fighter Alpha that she's seeing this big catastrophe and she's gonna have to go back in time and fix things and and I I'm assuming the big catastrophe has to do with Gil taking over because we know that Street Fighter three chronologically happens after five. And um, that might be something that, that she's seeing in the future. And like, there's no way to stop it at this point, but there will be a way to stop it if we go back in time. All right, fair enough. And my, my guess there is it's something to do with Gil. And um, she says, you know, G or Q or whatever. And they basically... They they start a new religion or cult or do something like that and basically take over the earth and I think that's kind of what she's referring to right uh, and she doesn't see a good way of avoiding it you know and Rose is not anywhere near Street Fighter three I don't even think she's mentioned um, so that would be my guess yeah. so yeah 
So now, what does this have to do with, with this weird new MMA fighter? Uh, well, we don't know for sure. There's a bunch of rumors about other characters that he could be connected to. And I guess we could we could briefly go through a few of those really quick. Um, one of them, was, which has already been debunked, I think, by developers, was that he was the same uh, Luke from uh, Capcom. Was it All-Stars or, or Fighting Jam? Or Fighting what? Jam Fighting or Jam. something like that, yeah. Because uh, there was another character named Luke, blonde-haired. He was all about kicks, fairly different. It could have been an evolution of that, but they said flat out that's that's not what's going on. Um, so yeah. not that one. Uh, Gunlock. Yeah, an- Go ahead. Nakayama at right says this is an entirely new character, mm-hmm. and he went out of his way to state that. And, and so the theories are interesting because there's we just talked about you know Barog being heavily based on you know Mike Tyson, um, you know, and you, you can look, it, you can throw a stone at pretty much any character and see their influences in there. I just talked about Rose. Yes. That's clearly Lisa, you know, uh, and Capcom Lisa, Lisa does from... it all the damn time where they exactly. take old things. Exactly, you can get pieces of or of of uh, Abel when you look at just this presentation that we've had so far. Um, another big one that I, I've seen in um, I think it was uh, Rufal Monger that I heard talking about it. I don't know if he was the originator of this or not. It's probably just Reddit. But Joe from Street Fighter One is a kickboxer. Uh, he is specifically French kickboxing. So oh, Abel and Joe and blonde hair and oil. A lot of kind of stuff, but he likes star-shaped things. He's all about stars. He's got a star belt buckle. And in the initial presentation for uh, Luke, it starts with this big old star, and he's got a whole bunch of stars mm. on his, his tattoos and stuff like that. So yeah. sure, there's similarities there, but I don't think it really matters. It's like who cares if it was Joe or not? Uh, Joe never, whatever. It, it, fine. He also looks a lot like Logan Paul for that matter, but I don't think that that was um, necessarily intentional in terms of the story. But so everyone that Velociraptor just pissed off, go ahead and comment below with what you think of John's <laughs> comments about Joe doesn't matter, Logan Paul, all this kind of stuff. Go ahead and hit us in the comments on what you think of that. But John, yeah, go yeah, ahead. After, Piss off the internet more. Do, yeah. Well, leave your comments now and then, but but leave them where they are and then come back to them after this next part and tell me why uh, you're wrong to leave those comments in the first place. The So the, back to the story thing. Now, the developers said... Keep a lookout uh, at Zeku. Keep a lookout at um, G, and and look at Byron Taylor and the Air Force Base for unknown or un yet uncovered parts of the story in terms of how we're developing things for Street Fighter Five uh, in Season Five. Now, if you notice, Luke has dog tags. Byron Taylor is a military character, has dog tags, you know, and this is going to connect to the realm of Byron Taylor, Guile, Nash. And I've seen a lot of people talk about how he's probably connected to Guile or Nash. They're much more prominent. Fair enough. But with this bit that they said, look at Byron Taylor, look at the Air Force Base. He's got these dog tags. There might be some kind of a connection that Luke has to Byron. What the specifics of those of that connection would be, I don't know. But um, Dakota, Dark Horse, he ran a story looking specifically at Byron not too long ago. I think it was towards the beginning of July or so. And he kind of tried to like, you know, piece through uh, what the heck Byron's story is. And he's not through it a lot, but in, in one, um, Guile's looking for Nash and he's right there at the waterfall where Nash is actually being kept in that sarcophagus, as we know. And Byron tells him it's time to give up, like turn around when he's right mm-hmm. there at the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's, it's, is it coincidence that Byron intercepts him there when he's right at the end of this whole thing? Or does Byron know something to uh, wonder about? Another thing, Byron is uh, pretty high up in this military organization and such. And uh, so he's got a lot of power. Keep that in mind. And then the other thing is that uh, he's 
both in his CFN profile and in some of the storyline. Not all of it, by the way, but some of it. He's got this um, scar across his eye, and one of his eyes doesn't seem to be uh, usable. Illuminati, one eye, top of the pyramid, anybody? So the idea here is maybe Byron Taylor might be one of these powerful figures for the good guys that ends up flip-flopping, goes Benedict Arnold's, and sides with the likes of Gil, the Secret Society, Illuminati, and such. If that happens, that would be absolutely catastrophic for our good guys, right? Because now you've got however much power Taylor has going in the opposite direction, teaming up with Gil. That very well might have to do with the fact that the reason why Rose would need to go back in time. Maybe Byron ends up killing the likes of Guile and, and, and Nash again or something. Who knows? And then maybe whatever his connection is with Luke, those dog tags, just not that two characters of dog tags would have an automatic connection, but maybe that's you know hinting at this sort of metaphorical thing. Uh, maybe he's the key to thwarting whatever it is that Byron does or tipping off Rose or something like that. But to me, that seems to be the the best picture for getting all of the pieces that we have so far to sort of fit in together. Maybe it's nothing, but that includes Byron. It, it would include Luke. It seems to fit, generally speaking, or it could fit into this bigger like time travel storyline. Something catastrophic happens with someone really powerful that holds a lot of cards. That's where I'm at with this. What do you think of that, though? The theory holds a lot of water because of what Capcom said, that Byron Taylor is important to the storyline. And, I, you know, no disagreements here for me. The only thing I can, I can say is if Byron Taylor is supposed to be an important part of your storyline, why the hell on Guile's stage is he doing, like, that you know elaine from seinfeld nope. how she like starts dancing and stuff like that and it just looks awful and that's like what they did to byron taylor's like why did you guys do that like everyone hates him now because he looks lame as hell on the stage doing that and you don't have a badass military commander ever doing that and in the history of like film or anything it's like they don't dance like it looks awful it makes him a goofball and like his socks with his like shorts and like it's it's like he's dude, a character what, you love what? to hate Yes, what is this? Um, so, but it, it is really heavily backed up what you said there. And of course, you know, we know that they had bigger plans for Nicali and they ended up scrapping it all like kind of like last minute. He was a, he visually, Nicali is an amazing character. He looks fantastic, but they, they just ended up making him like a water sheep or, or whatever he is in, in the plot. And we know that he was supposed to be more of a Jekyll and Hyde character, right? Uh, and, you know, and there's going to be kind of two sides to him. That would have been so much more interesting than what we got. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just ended up being this like cookie cutter thing that they want to forget cookies. about. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. devour hours thing, cookies. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, but the, the theory holds a lot of, of water because of, you know, the things we outlined. There. Mm -hmm. And then just briefly, uh, there's not a, well, we could probably sit and talk for a while. I don't want to get too far into it, but we did see a lot of uh, Luke's moves and his movements mm -hmm. and such. They didn't specify what his V triggers or V skills do, but we did see some action there. Um, and he's just like a really powerful puncher that looks very satisfying. He, he shakes that screen when he does some of his more powerful attacks. Um, he does have like a forward leaping uh, front roll kick that's sort of like, uh, I, I think there are other characters that have it even more, uh, but like sort of Abel-esque kind of a thing with his wheel kicks and his, his, his rolls and stuff like that. He does appear to be a kickboxer, but doesn't throw a ton in the way of kicks. At least we didn't see them in the, yeah. uh, in the trailer, but he does look cool. He looks like he has some really good fireball, anti-fireball tech with those punches that, that send like projectile like blasts full screen and they're very quick cool. and they yeah, that was that cool. i think that was the coolest part of his trailer was that like yeah. how satisfying it looks to hit those kinds of things so 
um something of a brawler probably wants to just get in and just just beat the crap out of you sort of a thing but looking forward to seeing what comes next not a huge fan of his hair that looks kind of like messy and then like there's little strands and then shaved in certain parts it's kind of goofy but it's not a deal breaker uh, at least not for me mma is sort of generic but fine fair enough it's in right now makes enough sense so man it could have been sea viper it could have been one of these crossover characters that we've been talking about like keo or, or terry or someone like that uh but capcom kind of got us with a brand new character that yeah. uh was not DiCaprio. now the jury's still relatively out on this guy but so far so good and and it's nice to see so i'm i'm Overall, happy with Luke, intrigued to see where things go with both his design and his style. And it does seem to be like they're going to be betting a lot on him in terms of making him uh, a very central focal point uh, and important to the story moving forward to the franchise. So, cool. I'm intrigued. Yeah, uh, a lot of his attacks, as you mentioned, are done with punches. Uh, didn't have much in the way of kicks. He's coming in November, and that means that Street Fighter V is going to finish with 45 characters. And for those keeping score, Ultra Street Fighter Four had 44 and got one more. And that one was Luke. So, uh, but anyway, our Luke. A. Uh, but I, I think Capcom is, is is lining up Luke A for uh, uh, something in Street Fighter Six. But I also think it's going to be depend on how he is received here. Mm-hmm. If the community universally hates him, which doesn't seem to be the case so far, but if if he's released and he does not pick up any steam, we just talked about Capcom changing plans with Nikali. I don't think Luke is is necessarily a lock for you know what you know uh, everything we're outlining here. But I think it is de- a definite possibility from their messaging. Well, yeah, yeah, I I do think that they're probably setting things up so that they're not they're going to make sure that it doesn't become a Nikali sort of a situation, uh, although they could do that. But if any of this stuff with like, you know, the the, the storyline and the connections are true, they're going to they've kind of are would be digging themselves into a trench that I don't think they could just so easily navigate away from. Uh, But that's because they're in a lot of ways under new management. So I don't expect them to take a lot of the same paths they have before. Uh, uh, Ryoso Tsujimoto is very smart and very good at what he does. Uh, the fact that Monster Hunter became the top-selling Capcom IP ever, uh, and he's the main person behind it, is ridiculous. So um, he's a very, very, very talented person. And Nakayama uh, and the uh, other producer... Um, Matsumoto. Gosh, isn't he? Matsumoto, thank you, uh, was uh, slipping me. Um, they're all very talented and very smart. I, I love these presentations. So I, I have more faith in them right now, but... Uh, and every single time I've had faith in Capcom, it's like maybe yeah. I shouldn't have had that much much faith in them, you know. But, but let's let's get, let's move on. I, I want to be happy about this because it's a good time, right? So let's talk about Oro, John. Let's talk about Oro. Let's talk about this character. All right, Oro is going to be a massively slippery mid range character. Probably the most slippery character in the entire game. He's got a double jump. He's got a bunch of other moves that let him maneuver around the screen at odd angles. Uh, this guy is, uh, he is possibly the most powerful character in Street Fighter canon. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up for debate here whether, you know, that's Akuma or Bison or Ryu or something like that. But Oro is definitely uh, up there, if not the overall most powerful. He's 140 years old. He's got telekinetic powers. That means he can move stuff with his mind, shots of Stranger Things. Um yeah, and, and, and again, it, you might be like, why are you bringing up uh, you know, Street Fighter's plot and canon and uh, power levels and stuff? Well, it's like, look, 
how often has Akuma been a weak character in any of these fighting games? And, you know, he's one of the most powerful ones, right? Now, how often has Bison been? Uh, it's happened, but usually Capcom tries to get Bison up there on the, the more high end of the scale. It's rare where Bison is a low-tier character. But look at someone like Sakura or Blanca. Those are characters on the way low end of the power scale, and it's not uncommon for them to be lower tier or weaker or whatever, right? That's just kind of how, you know, so... Power is a thing when it comes to these characters. It's not the end-all be-all, you know, what their moves are, what this other stuff is. But since Oro is, like, known to be one of the most, you know, powerful characters in there, like, the odds of him being super low tier, I think, are very low. Like, I, I think that Capcom's going to try to boost him up for that reason alone. Mm -hmm. Wasn't he kind of mid-tier in Street Fighter Three? Yes, but his in the in the hands of an extremely good player, Oro was a he was a competitive viable range character. Okay. He was um he was not like I mean you didn't see him a lot, but when someone really had mastered the character and was really good with them, especially with the Tengu Stone stuff, like you felt their presence a lot. So he was very hard to play. Uh, he was very technical, uh, and you know there were characters that were an easier ride to the top. So you know why not pick Ken, right? Sure, 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 and that makes sense. Um. He, it, my first reaction to him after kind of um, absorbing all the different angles thus far of uh, of yesterday's presentation and what we've seen beforehand uh, of Oro in SF5 is that he is like they captured that idea of the almost childlike, mischievous master uh, that you've seen in many different, just like all over the place, like uh, Yoda in Episode Five, the Star Wars yeah. that were good. There was Yoda who, when Luke first, Luke. Yoda. All right. When he first yeah, discovers yeah. Yoda, he doesn't think that this is the master that he's looking for. Yoda's this wily little creature that's hopping around and, and seems very carefree and annoying and kind of kooky and is just jumping all over the place, but is is hard to actually catch and, and to slow down and to like, you know, to, to even confront for the first time. And then it turns out that he's actually this masterful, has everything um, totally balanced and is able to do these amazing feats both with his body and his mind. And I think that they've captured that very much the kooky, mischievous master with Oro, not only in his initial presentation, like, you know, the sounds that he makes and the fact that he's like balancing this turtle and oh, these animations, by the way, are awesome if you let them play out. Yeah. There's yeah. one of them where he does this, uh, I don't remember which move it is off the top of my head, but he does this badass attack where he, he does a bunch of damage, he dances on you and all that kind of stuff, and then the turtle ends up on his head. And if you don't push anything, it the the animation plays out, and he actually like looks around for the turtle, like he doesn't know where it is, and it's on his head, just that like you know old gag. Uh, but he's this this goofy character that, you know, like those kind of noises. Um, and so, but but we know he's this master that has everything. Just he he knows every T is crossed, every I is dotted. You know, he's like, he catches a fly behind him with chopsticks, sort of a thing. Um, and the character's design seems to be. Uh, like you said, slippery and goofy. So like he's that master that's like, he's going to show you up so hard that as you try to get towards him, because he's kind of like zoning, right? If he's full screen, he's going to be throwing fireballs and frustrating you that way. And then he's got some really good like mid-range pokes. So as you're trying to get close to him, which is I think where he's going to be at his weakest, he has all these moves to sort of frustrate and thwart you, including his like jump where he just does a dance on your head. That looks frustrating to get hit by uh, and mm. really annoying. And it's like, as you're trying to like, come here, come here, he's just making you look like a fool because he's, you know, that master. So 
it looks like that in both his presentation, in his audio, and then actually in his gameplay. It looks like they've captured that um, sort of persona on all fronts, and I think it's a really good job so far. Yeah, I love that you compare him to Yoda. Again, talking about influences, Street Fighter is a game where you kind of take like a character who, you know, like Oro and you make him like Yoda and stuff like that. So you kind of got Yoda in the games, so to speak, right? Um, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a nice thing to have. Um, and then uh, you were talking about like, you know, uh, some of the frustrating stuff like his V-Skill 1 looks like it's going to be hella hard to deal with. He, he throws out... Um, a pretty big fireball. It looks like it's got multiple hits to it. And, and you, you know, the Guile or Laura strategy of following in behind your fireball is extremely deadly here in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, because the last thing that you want to do is have someone up in your face uh, and, and, you know, be negative on block. That is like one of the worst scenarios to have in Street Fighter V. And so if Oro is able to set that stuff up, like you let, you give him room. And I don't necessarily give him room. Basically, like he's able to slip away from you to get that stuff up consistently. It's going to be a problem. You know, it, it's going to be a pretty nice thing. So a lot of startup. It, it's going to be easy to blow it up if you know it's coming and other stuff like that. But it's uh, I, I don't think there's going to be uh, a long time between finding setups like that, because when setups in, in tech and meta are, are really powerful in Street Fighter V, people find it right away. And I think that I think Oro is going to like jump out of the pack and people are going to, you know, be blowing up on Twitter and YouTube and going, ah, oh, this character's too much, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, the, the classic uh, with, with Rose, like her back heavy kick move was like negative four. And everyone's like, it's negative four. Just punish it with a jab. Like, it's fine. You know, kind of thing. And like, everyone's like, it's too good. You know, and it's like, it's negative four. You know, but anyway, so Oro, I'm, I'm really expecting a big reaction to uh, because any kind of zoner or mid range you know, slippery character is very unlike what this game is right now. Uh, so I'm really happy about that. And then the last thing I had here for Oro was uh, one of his anti-air buttons leads into about a 30% combo juggle situation. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I don't know which one it is offhand. I didn't play Oro a lot in Third Strike, but he kind of reaches up and, and double taps you, and then uh, you can jump up and follow it up. 30% damage on an anti-air is extremely powerful in this game. Uh, I compare it again to, to like, you know, Rose or um, uh, Poison, uh, where they have these really high uh, things, but, but Oro gets it off of a normal. That's going to be really good and doesn't look like he has to spin meter to really eke out that damage. So when Oro's doing all of his mid-range, you know, zoning and stuff, jumping is so huge in this game, you're, you're going to want to be very careful about jumping in on Oro. Absolutely. And, and so it seems, I'm not, I don't think that he's a matter-of-fact high tier yet with what I've seen. I think there's potential, but as we've spoken about many times, it also depends on how easy relatively it is to, to play. And like Oro tends yeah. to be a little more technical and tends to be a little different. So a lot of the lessons you've learned when playing other characters might not translate as effectively to Oro. You might have to start closer to square one than than with other characters uh well i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because i don't know for sure uh oh and one other thing though he's got a, a mid-air extra jump right his hop so that's yeah, also gonna that's gonna put um their feet into the whole annoying mischievous like oh i have a little gimmick where i can cut my jumps and and change where i'm going there and nope oh, you whiff the dp haha you know and, and that kind yeah. of stuff uh so i think a really good look for the character so far and i wouldn't i mean as far as his tier placement goes i'm not terrified of him which is good and we're going to get into akira pretty soon here and i'm a little more afraid of her uh, for other reasons um so i'm like what yeah, i'm just seeing with to, so to jump it Oro's got three jumps. He has a normal jump, of course, that everyone's got. Then he's got the double jump. Then he has a little hop, which is like the overhead in third strike. And and then he's got a bunch of follow-up moves with it. So he can like just kind of hop over low normals, which is a very nice thing to have in this game. Mm -hmm. And then do a follow-up to, to overhead or hit you back and do a bunch of other things. So when we say this guy is slippery, 
we mean it. Like this guy is going to kind of he's going to be a little bit of a Marvel character in here in uh, in Street Fighter Five uh, because of all of his movement options. I believe I could be wrong about this. Like maybe not as good of movement options as Rashid, but he's going to be up there. Uh, he he's either going to have the best movement options in the game or really close to what you know uh, Rashid is because Rashid probably has the best movement options. He's pretty pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, but there it is. The big part of the puzzle that we have very little information about though in terms of his abilities is how much it sucks to be on defense as him maybe he's got not a lot in the way of defense and so when you do finally grab him well sure yeah but when you do yeah. finally grab him it might be uh bad news bears for him but yeah sure uh, his his exdp in um in in third strike is kin level it has a ton of range. It's super invincible. This is one of the most powerful characters in the history of, of fighting games, or uh, Street Fighter, I should say. I don't want to cross genre here. But uh, anyway, um, uh, cross game. But regardless, I mean, he, his EXTP is so damn powerful. Like, it, it, it's kind of like, okay, how weak is Kin on defense? That's kind of what I always kind of look at. And it's like, he's weak if you get him to do a bad commitment. Like, I think Oro's going to fall into a similar category. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be damn scary. So. All right, and then the uh, the third character that we saw yesterday, Akira, Akira, whatever we're gonna call her. I'm not gonna Luke. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on her? Um, she's mostly a rushdown character. Uh, she she is gonna want to stay at kind of mid ranges, uh, and then uh, get in when she spots an opening and try to stay there. You know, a uh, little bit of a cami kind of yun type of situation. Uh, although she's meant to be played up close, Capcom said she actually has some long distance moves to keep the opponent off guard as well. Uh, I think they're specifically talking about the the Kiko Kai there, uh, her V skill one. Um, uh, she's a smaller character. Like uh, she's even like you know like we we said like she's about a head short, shorter than Ryu, so her hit boxes and hurt boxes are likely gonna represent that as well. Um, so like she's that. gonna be I think on the. St the stubbier side with her punches but her kicks actually look to have good range and then like when you're trying to hit her she's going to be a lot like karen or ibuki because you know they're just small like it's not like hitting zangief or sagat like they're tiny characters so you got to you know make sure your your movement and all that kind of stuff is lining up with it but uh kicks has got uh, kicks got good range um yeah it's she's she's interesting it, it's i like that I like that she's a rushdown character. Like it, it's nice to have one in this kind of season of a lot of mid-range owners and other stuff. Um, and uh, and she looks like she's got some compelling stuff. But but how do you feel? She's a glass cannon, as far as I can tell. And some of the things that they pointed out directly, like they they even stated directly, it wasn't even just that they showed it, but they stated it, is that she's very quick on her feet. So she's got good walk speed, which is a very important tool. She yep. is, like you said, rushed down, and she does big damage. They noted that, too. She's capable of big damage. And then they said she's relatively easy to play. So she might fall into that DLC's kind of top tier to begin with to get people going, which is good. But as a competitor, yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't. This might be a little scary. And, and of what we've seen so far of these three new characters, I'm the most afraid of Akira. And mm -hmm. um, now, walk speed isn't everything, right? Because... Vega has the fastest walk speed in the game, and he struggled to be maybe mid-tier his entire Street Fighter V life. Um, but when you pair walk speed with the potential for big damage, and it's easy to do, well, you've got the likes of, you know, who, who are other characters with pretty fast walk speed? you got Akuma, mm, Karen. you've got Karen, yeah. you've got Kami, um, and I would say you've got Lucia. She's got really good walk speed, as we talked about a few weeks ago. Now, she's a little more technical, so it's harder to realize how powerful she is. Uh, to realize her potential, but that's not a problem for Akira, who's relatively easy to play. So you're making this rushdown character fast on her feet, hit you hard. Uh, those are the makings of some top tier 
um, stuff. And then you, you, you factor in um, the ability to get close. Like that might be her main issue, but she's got that uh, when she uses her V skill to power it up, I believe when she does the air version where she's, she creates basically like the laser and comes straight down, it changes her trajectory. It looks a lot like Chun's air lightning legs from season one. You guys remember that nightmare? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was like the move in season one. So not only is it going to like change trajectory, so maybe it gets you to whiff a DP. They note it makes anti-airs. It's like it thwarts anti-airs. So right there, even if she doesn't have anything really great to get close with um, or fast besides her walk speed, which is sometimes all you need in order to you know play footsies and maneuver yourself in, she can also go to the air with this sort of gimmick where she puts this wall of hitbox in front of her and then cuts and goes straight down that is kind of scary to me paired with everything else because i think once she gets in on you it's going to be really hard she's going to hit you yeah. hard she's going to carry you to the corner and then who knows what other kind of potential she has once people start figuring out what she can do with like v triggers and such but the fact that she has a gimmick paired with all the other stuff that i said i think she's going to be the best of the characters that we've seen uh yesterday and she might be a top tier too early to really tell how she's going to play with all the rest of the cast but i am wary of uh of this character it's it's a really good call with what we've seen in the meta. When all those elements you you mentioned, those are usually top tier elements in this game, and and that's oftentimes like characters in a vacuum. They might be you know good at, at you know whatever things and stuff like that, but it's oftentimes that the top tier characters are good at the specific meta of a fighting game. Uh, where if like you know the game's based around these you know three core facets or whatever, and those characters are good at those three things. They're often top tier, you know, mm -hmm. there are exceptions, but that's, you know, that's a big thing, right? So uh, I, I like your read there. I think it's very good. And one of the interesting things that, that uh, Akira has is that the Kiko Kai has an EX version. And that's the first uh, EX V skill I've heard of. Now, um, when she does it from full screen, that's one of her big attacks that she has. It like it will blow through projectiles and do a wall bounce. And I'm like, how do you do an EX V skill? Well, like how how does that? Isn't the V skill where she sort of powers it up? And if she's like, it's like a store where if she does it, then when she does the move, it's got like an enhanced version to it. Maybe that's it. You and know, then if she um, does I... the EX powered up version, it wall bounces and she can get a further combo, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have an explanation of the moves, and maybe there's a way to spin meter on a V skill now. And you know, and it 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 would be an interesting mechanic to add into the game at this point because no one else has it. Maybe that's you know, um, but it, it this is at the point of the game, and the developers said they're going to experiment with stuff. They're going to try some new things they never have before, and you know, kind of see how it goes because it's a smart way to do it. You know, like let's let's see what they're doing. Um, so yeah, maybe exactly what you said. You just have to charge it up, and, and you're good. Uh, maybe it's something else. I don't know. Uh, but it's fascinating because she glows like fully, like she's doing an EX move and spinning yeah. meter on it like yeah so that's the interesting and usually when that happens you're spending meter in this game so that's why i was kind of curious of I, I can't think of anything that gets souped up and has that yellow glow to it unless you spend meter right and i do think she spends meter but i, I i'm at this point i think the way it works is if she her she has that move that's not her v skill like her doing that is like a it's like a kind of palm it's like yun's palm by the way a lot of her moves mm -hmm. look like yun's moves uh she does yes. the same fighting <laughs> style but i don't think she's going to function exactly like him like i don't know that you would draw other comparisons to their fighting styles except for that they look very similar because they're similar looking moves but anyways um she would have like this palm attack and maybe that's like an, an input in by itself but then if she uses the v skill she powers that up and then when she does it after the v skill um it's a it's a stronger version and if she does the v skill power up 
and that and and it also has an ex version so if she does ex when the v skill is stored that's what you're seeing with the wall bounce because i think okay. in order to do that the the air one where she comes down with that like wall of of laser fire in front of her i think she has to be powered up beforehand and then do the air version the air version that becomes that so it might not be that she can just do that outright which great i i, I don't want that because it's just that sounds really powerful especially paired with the rest of her kit but um man she might not even need that to get close to you maybe she can just dance around and whiff punish and such and and man a lot of her moves especially like heavy moves look really fast like four heavy moves so uh she, yeah she's the one that's that's scary and then we haven't even talked about like she's got an armika-esque v trigger where where her brother daigo comes in and does uh the initial splash and then he flexes and gets a bunch of uh, firepower that goes around him. And and even if you're hitting her when he does that second point, he's going to hit you. So that's going to change for that, you know, sequence for that animation part um, moment. It's going to change how you have to play against her. Um, and she's got air combos with V-Skill 2 uh, that, that's specific for um, where she comes from, which is the Rival Schools universe where they'd have a lot more air combos similar to what you might see in like a Marvel versus Capcom. She's got those, but it's definitely going to be something that's uh, relatively new for the game. So something fresh, relatively easy to play, attractive for newcomers, and it sounds like she's got the tools that, that a high tier has. So look out for Akira. Yeah, speaking of uh, her future group where she summons her brother Daigo, um, it's um, the second attack doesn't look overly hard to avoid. You know, he, there's a good delay between the first attack and the second one. Like if he hits you with the splash, I think you're in a um, a crumple state, like where the second one will also hit as well. Um, but if you block it, um, he he stands there for a good amount of time, and you know you can you can uh, hit Akira and you know knock her back, and then he can combo break you. You know, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. So it's like I, I want to see some combo breaker moments there, um, which are going to be fun to, to expect. Especially, you know, when people are first playing Akira, like you're going to see that a lot where it's like, oh, OK, you know, because it's a new mechanic. It's a new thing we're not used to yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and then at higher levels, like I'm not as as big on this one as I am. Uh, her other V trigger, I think, is going to be better. Um, but I think for some players and some styles, this will work really well. Um, because that, that second attack, it's like, you know, just just V skill or push Akira away so that you're nowhere near Daigo and, and he has no chance to put you in hit or block stun. Right. And, and it just, it's, I think that a lot of your stuff is going to be setups with, with her brother, like to make it work and stuff. I don't think you're going to be able to like hit a button or hit the V trigger and just have him come out and like, have it always work out in your favor. I think you're going to have to do very specific setups to kind of keep the other person locked in there uh, and, and make that really effective. And yeah. so I, I really think that a lot of the, the, the pro level Akira players are going to go through other V trigger that's more consistent damage, but you know, we'll see. I agree because um, I, yeah, all that you said, it makes me think of Seth's V trigger too, especially as it exists now where it has that final explosion so like if you v reversal out of it or if he just has it and, and he's not using it directly but it's it's there and it's present it just limits what you can do and if you go to hit him where you normally could hit him uh, it doesn't work out because that's there and it interrupts you and then he gets like a full jump in combo or if you V-reversal uh, it, it hits you and he's able to wake up and jump at you and stuff and so it'll be like kind of a gimmick but if you've labbed those situations you know when and where to like kind of manipulate it her other one where she goes into a stance which is uh, she looks very similar to Ganesian but it doesn't really function the same way as far as I yeah. can tell it looks like you have a lot more autonomy of, of what happens there and, and it's not so dependent on your opponent not really um, fielding it right it's 
just like they have to guess if you're going high or low or, or you know, stopping to grab them or stuff like that. But a lot more of your own, like I say, autonomy in it. So that will probably be the better one. But we'll see some gimmicks and we will have some frustrated loss of those sweet, sweet league points uh, due to V-Trigger 1 uh, with Daigo for sure. So yeah if people are complaining about negative four moves wait till they see you know plus four plus ten whatever daigo is when uh, he does his little follow-up attacks there he's definitely gonna you know put her in a great advantage and stuff and man it's uh gotta love the community man it's just this move this move is totally punishable and block it's op you know it's like just block it and put it not that hard it's not that hard but anyway so all right guys well i'm i'm excited i this this stuff is coming out the first batch of the these next two characters coming out on on august 16th that's two weeks from today if i do math no not two weeks from today less than two weeks from today 12 days from today um, yeah, depending on when you see this, because you might see it on a different day. Well, we so recorded on Wednesdays, you're right. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's it's getting there. Uh, and I, I think that's actually a good message to bring us home on. Like, overall, John, like, what kind of grade would you give, like, this presentation, the characters, all this other kind of stuff? We're ending Street Fighter V. Like, how do you feel? What's your gut reaction to how well they did here? Especially considering that they started with a mess, just like a room that the Tasmanian devil came through and destroyed, and that they've been building back up in a lot of ways since then. To get to where we are now, and to have this intrigue, not only for the ending of Street Fighter V, but some like set out breadcrumbs for Street Fighter VI, I think it's in a relatively good place. Um, so we're still making our way back from, from the brink, but... It's really good for for all the all things considered. And um, yesterday's presentation, I'd give it a an eight or a nine out of ten. Really strong, uh, save for <laughs> save for Luke's hair and stuff like that. That's not not huge complaints that I can make. So yeah, I think we've got decent momentum. I think it's good. Yeah, I, I give it a B plus uh, just to make every our rating rankings completely confusing. And you you do numbers, I do letters, but I give it a B plus. Uh, and, I would give it an A if it like it was. Uh, I was pretty excited about an SNK character being a guest character and stuff like that. Like that would have been more hype to me. I think the Street Fighter franchise has gone on too long without having actual guest characters in there. You know, uh, it's like it would be nice to have freaking some SNK or Mortal Kombat characters in a you know a, a Street Fighter title proper. Uh, I don't know if Capcom's ever gonna you know cross that bridge or not. I was kind of hoping they were with this. So uh, Luke would not be as hype as uh, Terry. To me, you know, Terry from King of Fighters, like uh, um, that would have been much better. But, you know, overall, I'm pretty darn happy with it. Uh, a gigantic improvement from where we were. And if this is kind of the new normal and they just kind of, you know, expand upon that, I'm pretty damn happy. Like this is a it's a pretty good production. Uh, and, and yeah, so B plus. All right. Like, guys, let us know in the comment section. Yeah. What you thought of all of this, uh, whether it's Akira, Oro, Luke, the direction of Street Fighter, all the stuff that we didn't talk about. There's more, you guys. If you haven't seen it, check yep. out uh, all the content on our front page uh, while you're there. Make sure you whitelist us on your ad blockers. Just a uh, little, little shout out there. Whitelist us. And uh, but thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next time. All right, y'all. We'll see you soon.